Are you a creative? I think you are. And that's why you should join my circle community, the Creative Study Lounge. Listen, we all know how social media is right now with all the lying, the bots, the ads, the shadow banning, your posts not getting seen, the requests from people you don't know, the strange activities. Social media is a mess right now. So that's why I decided to create a community just for creatives where we can get down and talk about writing, video games, art, development, things in popular media, whatever we want, or just some nonsense. There's a place for it all. It's at the Creative Study Lounge. And while you're there, you can get the merch, send me questions, comments, ideas, and you can generally support the podcast. Check the links in the description. We'll be adding more as time goes along, but hey, it's a good thing. CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. Once again, that's CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. And you won't have to listen to this dumb advertisement. Now let's get on with the program. All right. Well, almost messed it up again. <laughs> almost messed up the podcast again. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, we almost messed it up for the second time. Um, if you don't know, uh, I'm, I'm dealing with this new streaming platform and I was playing around with some of the buttons and I was not actually recording. This seems very obvious. It's just like, yeah, just press record. But you can make mistakes and end up doing stuff and it's not being recorded. It's not being properly, properly saved. So, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Only, only left about what, 15 minutes off of this. And I can do that again. So no problem. All right, well, let's restart. Welcome. This is Creativity Threads Life, a new live audio podcast by myself, Mr. Benja. And I am here to talk about the the problems that we've been having with resolutions. Um, problems we've been having with our, our creativity and coming up with ways to actually make change. And when you're trying to create something, you're necessarily going to create change. So New Year's should be a very important time for the creative person, for the person trying to create something different. Because in this time of year, you can stop, reflect on what you've done, reflect on where you've been. And you can actually start developing a new sense of um, creative empowerment, where you can start developing your own internal internal push, for lack of a better word. And I think we've been sold a lot of a lot of myths, and this comes from just living in a, a corporate run society that tells you, hey, you need to be buying this. You need to be doing this. Don't worry about doing it yourself. We got you for a small fee. Don't worry about trying to develop and learn. Just outsource to us. We'll buy, you know, you'll, we'll sell you the solution for a small fee. And that's fine. And it, it definitely works to a certain extent. But for the creative, I think there's a, there's a place where we can get to where we are doing a lot of things on our own, we're operating independently. It it costs less, it's more effective, and it gives us more of the results that we want when we have certain things in place that we know how to do. And I'm not saying try to do everything yourself. I'm saying be able to stand on your own. There's a very big difference there. A lot of people get that caught up. So in this one, I want to go over 12 myths about resolutions that that may be holding you back, that are holding a lot of people back. 
and I, I spoke about this a little bit a couple couple days ago, but I want to specifically identify these um these myths and go after them one by one. So if you've got any others that you think that you think might need to be included, please let me know and contact me through email or however you listen to this and we'll go over there. Anyway, um, I'm down 15 minutes, so I'm not going to go over the little bits of news that I went through before, but I was just talking about some things I had seen on threads that were kind of interesting. I guess I may save those till the next one. But anyway, 12 myths about resolutions. Myth number one. You actually want to change. That is a myth. That is false. Many of us do not want to change. And I've seen this. We say we want a change, but what we really want is a result that's better than the current situation. We want something external to be effective. We want something outside of us to just give us a better result, to give us better output, to give us what we want. And it's all about hey, give me this, give me this, give me this. And while the world will give you whatever you want, it will also buy you. It will also, you know, buy your freedom, buy your, um, buy your time, take all these things away from you in exchange for whatever little thing that you think you're trying to get. So most people don't want change. Most people don't want real change. And if you, if you tell that to people, they're like, of course I want real change. I want X, Y, and Z. But the ch that's the change in the environment. To actually make a change, you have to change inside. You have to do something better. You have to see the world differently. You have to get more resources. It's all going to come down to you. Even if it is just you finding out who can give you those resources, it's something you've got to do. And we spend so much time complaining and arguing. Or think about the world in a way that's going to give you the results you want. I am not one of these workaholic types, although I do like to work. You do not need to go crazy and, you know, burn yourself out. But you do need to take that responsibility and get what you want in your own life to change as opposed to trying to figure out how to make other other things change outside of you. So yeah, that myth is that you actually want to change. Most people just want things to stay the same. Most people just want the world and the environment to treat them better. To think, have things be more favorable for them instead of becoming a person that attracts more favor. In however they in, in whatever way they decide to do. All right, number two, myth number two for resolutions. People want you to grow. That is false. People do not actually care if you grow or not. Most people are, just want you to kind of be happy and smile and not be in their way. They don't want any problems. They don't want any guff. They don't want any. They don't want anybody crying around them. They don't want anybody yelling around them. They just want things to kind of be peaceful in their environment. And if you come in there with all your resolutions, talking about you want to change things, then people are like, is he actually trying to grow? What's he trying to do? You know, if he grows, he's going to be taking up more space. He's going to be using more resources. He's going to be messing up the schedule. I mean, 
maybe. But most people don't actually want you to grow because when you grow, you usually leave people behind. And most people don't want that. Most people don't want to be left behind. They don't want to get into arguments and fights. They just want to live life and be happy. And if you're in their life, they just want you to do whatever you do that brings them joy. Even if it's just sitting around and smiling, watching TV on a Saturday morning, whatever the case may be. If you start to grow and get better, it's necessarily going to shift your, your outlook with other people. And yeah, they don't, people don't want you to grow. Uh, it's not like they are trying to actively stop you from growing, but they don't want you to grow. People aren't sitting up saying, you know what? I need to go make that guy grow for, for them, not for me. Uh, number three, myth number three, resolutions are the same as goals. This is false. This is a myth. This is not true. A lot of people get the idea that they're going to set up some goal and goals are not resolutions. Goals are metrics that you reach or don't reach. They're usually quantifiable in some very simple metric. Um, went to the gym every day and whatever, lost so many pounds, gained so much money, did X, Y, and Z. A goal is a very specific line across the road that you have to cross at some point. You make it there, you get called, awesome, and your goal is done. So what's a resolution? A resolution is a state. It's a, it's a resolute state that you reach when you've decided to live and behave a certain way. You've made a resolve. You, you've resolved ideas in your head and made a resolution. You've become resolute. You believe a certain thing. You do this, you do more of this, and you do less of that. You're deciding a path and a trajectory for your life. That's what it means to have a resolution. You have a resolve. And that's not the same thing as a goal because you can have, um, you can have a goal like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. I'm going to do five push-ups every morning. But that has nothing to do with a resolution of how you're going to be and how you're going to lead your life. A goal is often just a number. And while useful, they don't speak anything to a higher purpose or a higher calling. You get a goal and you may reach it and still feel empty. You have a resolution and you decide, listen, I hurt my back last year and it endangered my job, which endangered my family, which endangered my livelihood and so forth. I need all this to work together. My, my parents wouldn't be proud of me if they saw me just fall and crumble apart. I'm getting out of shape. You know what? All these things are coming together and this is just not who I am. I am making a resolution to get myself in a place where my physical fitness is not a problem and it's not a hindrance to me. And I can get up every morning early, do what I have to do and get to bed on time and not be physically constrained by my back. And that's a resolute attitude. You started to make a resolution. Um, I talked more exactly about what resolutions are in the previous one. Uh, I had four parts to a resolution, but I made it a six parter because it expanded a little bit. But yeah, resolutions are not goals. If you're just sitting around making goals, we need to. We need to correct that a little bit because that's because making goals is just going to get you frustrated and making systems may get you frustrated as well. So this is not 
um, the system goals argument right off the bat. Also, number four, the machine loves you. I don't know. I don't know where this myth. I mean, I guess it's it's been kind of this insidious idea that these large scale, quote unquote, machines are here to help us. And I'm talking about the, the economic systems, the school systems, the corporate systems, you know, the, the social orders in your city, all of these systems, these machines that are working to produce a certain result, and you just happen to be along for the ride. I don't know where people get the, it's this idea that the machine really loves them as a person. It's like, yeah, you go to your job, but that job, I mean, it may treat you nice and give you bagels in the morning, but does it love you? Does it really, really care about you? There may be some people in there that care about you, but the organization is going to do what the organization does. So be forewarned. It doesn't give a crap about you. It doesn't really think much of you. It doesn't want you to necessarily do better unless that means the company does better. So with that in mind, um, I, I wanted to put that down as a myth about resolutions because people assume that if they're buying into all these ideas and these plans and these, these other systems that are designed for the system to do well, whatever system that is, that doesn't necessarily translate into you doing well. When you're making your resolutions, you have to be worried about your set of guidelines and you doing better and you making change, not necessarily the system. So I know you guys have all seen the meme where the person's putting on the clown makeup and talking about going to work or whatever. It's like that. You don't have to treat your job badly, but go there and get what you need out of the job because it is not trying to do it actively for you. Myth number five, one size fits all. There seem to be a lot of assumptions out there. When, when marketers talk to people, oftentimes they'll cast a wider net than their target audience they'll say hey if you're looking for if you're looking for you know shiny shiny skin and whatever else and looking looking all healthy and great then follow me and you're like well i'm not looking for that oh are you looking for are you looking to lose weight well i suppose it wouldn't hurt okay well you come along with us too i, I thought this was for shiny skin no 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 come on you'll, you'll find great value in this and this is what people do they uh they have an idea and they say it's, it works for everybody. Well, whatever the idea is, whatever plan, whatever system, whatever five-step program that you get into or whatever, these people build it to make it sound like it'll work for you. It may only work for 20% of the people or 10% of the people, but if they can take those 10% of the people and amplify their voices, it makes it sound like it works for everybody. Any plan of growth is going to be unique to you. You may have people that work similarly to you, but it's, it's primarily something unique that you'll have to, that you'll have to figure out yourself. So do not believe that one size fits all. Be ready to customize, be ready to try to adjust situations for your particular benefit and try not to follow along too heavily with what someone else is doing, because that's what works for them. And you need it to work for you, whatever your plan is, whatever your ideas are. Myth number six, smart goals are smart for you. I can do a whole thing on this one alone. 
it probably will, but smart goals can get you messed up. Now, the idea behind smart goals, and every year somebody trots out this old meme, and maybe this is because, maybe this is one of the reasons why people aren't really into, into the resolutions as much. But they believe smart goals are smart for you. It may not work, like I said, for you. There are five parts to this thing, and they, they say goals need to be specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely. So we could take those one by one, and we'll start, obviously, with the, the SMART. I mean, that's specific. So they say you very, need a very specific idea of what you're going to do. That doesn't work all the time because sometimes you don't know specifically what you need to do. If someone says, hey, see that mountain way out there in the distance? I need you to go to the top of that mountain. You don't know specifically how to get up there. You're just going to be like, uh, okay. If you sit around trying to figure out all the specifics, you may never go anywhere. You got to get in the car. You got to drive. You got to figure out, okay, this road doesn't go there. Oh, well, this, this area is blocked off. Okay, well, I'll drive up this far and then I'll find directions. Uh, I'll use my GPS and okay, well, GPS is kind of spotty out here. Does anybody have a map, et cetera, et cetera. But you don't know. And people assume with this specific that you just sit down and you write out all the exact steps that you need to get somewhere and then you just all of a sudden do it. But life doesn't work like that. Life is a lot more variable. It's a lot more random. It's a lot more chance. Even with something like working out and losing weight, if you've ever worked with with trying to get to a certain level of fitness, you'll start realizing very quickly that you have a plan that says, well, let me eat, let me eat this in the morning, eat this in the evening, and eat this at night. And I'll go to the gym on these days. About a week into it, you'll notice that you need to make adjustments. Like, oh, wait a minute, this isn't doing what I wanted to do. If I go work out this day, then that means my legs are sore. And that means the day after, I won't be able to walk around the job as much. Okay, hold on a second. Maybe I'll move leg day to another day and then move this to that. Okay, good. That works out better. All right, and you just start adjusting and moving things around. And then you start changing the plan. But what happens is a lot of people think they're, they're supposed to be very specific with their goals. And they're so specific that anytime something goes wrong or is out of order, they lose faith and they say, well, it didn't work. And it's like, no, you just need to adjust the plan. So don't, don't worry too much about being specific. Measurable. Well, what does measuring even mean? Do you, do you know, like, okay, I'm going to do 100 push-ups today. Uh, okay. I don't even know if that's a lot or a little. What do you mean measure it? Oh, sure. Mark it down, write it down. And then people say, you know, as you measure something, you can adjust your activity based on that. And this works in a lot of cases. The measurability does work in a lot of cases. So don't get me wrong here. But the measurement can also be a lie. If you know about anything about lying with statistics, you can lie to yourself with numbers. So be careful with just throwing out a number and saying, yes, if I do this 25 times, uh, that I'll, I'll get some result. No, you may need to get the result easier by doing it maybe less times. Maybe you don't need to go to the gym as much. Maybe what you need is to change your diet. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's better. And you start measuring other things that get you more towards the result that you want. Don't always measure what you think you should measure. Figure out what you're going to need to measure. And then even, even more important than that about measuring is just make sure you're going in the right direction. As long as you're putting good energy towards the right direction, 
you probably won't need as many measurements as you think. Um, I, I remember who was it? You know, it's like, does it matter if you did, if you did, uh, if you ran a mile or if you ran two miles, if you didn't, if you didn't sweat and you're working on getting your cardiovascular up, if your heart rate wasn't up, then, then what did it matter? So switch your measurement from maybe the running to getting the heart rate up. Whatever, but don't get too caught up in the measurements. Um, just make sure you're going in the right direction. There's also the actionable part of it. A lot of times you'll say, well, what can you do? Uh, can, you, can you really take action on this? When you have certain goals, you don't know what the action is. You don't know how, it, how you plan to, to do it. You just have to start somewhere. So can't always be actionable. Realistic. Uh, the whole point of getting somewhere where you don't know already, the whole point of having a big goal is you don't know that it's realistic or not. In fact, you've heard a lot of people say, you know, well, if I would have known you weren't supposed to do this or you couldn't do it this way, then I wouldn't have started at all. That's the whole thing about the realistic part coming into play. No one, you, you want big goals. You want it to be, you can get a lot further just by going in that direction and then finding out what's, what's appropriate for you to accomplish rather than what's more realistic. Will you get a six pack? Maybe, maybe not. But you got a four pack, okay, or maybe you got a <laughs> a pack of pack of hot dogs instead of a you know six pack of beer, you know whatever. Instead of a six pack of cans, you got a you got a pack of, pack of bread rolls or something. Maybe you're getting there, you know. So be, don't you don't always worry about being uh, realistic. You'll get somewhere. All right, and timely. You know sometimes. Timely is also a problem because you put a time limit on something and it might not mean anything. You know, Somebody comes in, I want this done by this date and da-da-da-da-da. Like, all right, man, calm down. Uh, we're very specific. We've got all this stuff lined out. We're you know, being smart about it. Specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, timely, and all that jazz. And stuff still doesn't work out. If you've ever worked in any large-scale development, you know how much stuff gets adjusted. No one knows how long something is going to take. Now, if you have a, if you have a time limit on yourself, that's good to keep you from spinning off into oblivion, but don't get too wrapped up in time. Because once again, with any of these, if you're setting them up with your resolutions, and remember, this, this, is, this is a lot why it doesn't work, because we're talking about smart goals, and earlier on, I told you goals are not resolutions. So this is why smart doesn't necessarily work with your resolutions. If you say you're going to do something in six months, things change then you got to change your whole plan. You may need to do it in nine months. You may need to do it in one month. Things, things change. All right. So myth number seven, January is special. So you really don't need to get on this kick with, with doing your resolutions and doing your wishes, dreams, objectives, etc. You don't really need to do it in January. So what is, what is, what is worth it? in January that makes us do it in January. Beginning of the, it's the beginning of the year. It's a good calendar time. It's a, let's get things started. Boom, this is the day we get things started. But I feel like people have turned January into the Monday of the entire year where they just don't want to get started. They just don't want to try. They feel bad, not ashamed about it. And it's like, oh, here's another year. 2023 was so bad. 2022 was so bad. 2019 was so bad. And a lot of people get upset over this stuff. 
which is unfortunate. If we can get to a place where, if we can get to a better place, I think we can start looking at January again as a fresh start. What's up, J-Ron? What's up, Coco? Or CC, I'm sorry. Just going through the things like I, I, I've been doing lately. Starting something up for the new year. It's a remix of what I was doing before. And so, yes, January can be special, but there is nothing inherently special about January. A lot of people seem to use that as like a, an excuse to not do anything. It's like, hey, what are you going to do this year for your resolutions? Somebody kind of kind of got upset and turned to me and was like, there's nothing special about January. It's like, oh, okay, what are you going to do in February? What are you going to do in March? What are you going to do in April? People sitting around not doing anything important, complaining that January is nothing special. Like, well, make, make one day special. Why would you make any day special? It's just a good way to look around and get caught up, get some of the energy from the environment. One of the reasons I like the New Year's because when people say, you know, hey, you're being weird, or why are you doing things this way? And they're looking at you funny. It's like, hey, it's New Year, trying some new things out. And they're like, oh, uh, okay. Oh, it's New Year's, trying some new things out. Sure. And they let you go. You'd be, you'd be amazed how, how well this can actually work. You just tell people, yes, yeah, New Year, trying some new things out for resolutions. They're like, oh, okay. And they kind of nod at you and look at you funny. If you do that for enough times in January, then by the time February rolls around and you're still doing it, they'll probably forgotten all about the whole trying something new thing and they'll just leave you alone. Now, if you try something new at the, any other time of the year, you might get caught up with some, listen, I know you're trying to do something new, but I don't care because it's the middle of October and I need X, Y, and Z from you. And you're talking about some life change. I don't, I don't need to hear that. That's a lot of the back. That's a lot of the pushback that you're going to get. But when you do it in January, people are like, okay, I understand. You're trying to get better. It's January, New Year's, whatever. And they figure it'll just go away. So use January to its advantage, but remember, nothing is special about January. So I actually say that more to the people who believe that January is like making a wish or, you know, flipping a coin in a, in a, in a fountain. They think change is going to happen like that. Not at all. All right. Myth number eight. day timer planner that they got from Office Depot or they got some special fancy 12 month long life map from some guru online they spent $47 on comes leather bound with a nice little gold ribbon they think if they have that they'll get it right but no matter what if you've got a goal that's worth anything, that's worth any type of size, that has any type of impact, you will not get it right. The idea is not to get a big goal or a big objective or to conquer or to reach your, your trajectory. The whole point is not to get it right. The whole point is to get it understood and to make it part of your life. Like if you've got the resolve, to 
to live healthier because you're getting, you feel yourself getting sick and you want to be around for your children or your grandchildren to hit certain milestones. Talked to this one person that was just like, high school graduation was really important to them. And they were like, I got to be around for my grandkids. High school graduation. That's just, I, that's a fact. I have to be around for it. I can't be, that person was saying, I can't be sitting at home in bed or in a hospital bed when my, when my grandkids are, you know, in high school and graduating. And that, that person had resolve to get healthy. Didn't just have a goal of some number. They were like, no, listen, I'm going to get up, put on my Ross dress for less track pants, walk around the block. I'm going to start getting back in shape. I'm going to start feeling better about myself. And we're going to make this thing work. And I was like, you know what? That guy, that guy, that guy has resolved. He's made a resolution to actually do a little better. I don't know whatever happened to it, but smoking, drinking, or whatever that he was doing, maybe he stopped. I don't know. I don't know. But the whole point is about getting it right. There is no getting it right. You just have a trajectory, an idea, and you go along that path and you start trying to work and figure it out. And you have the resolve to keep doing that until the very last day of the current year. If you can do that, if you can keep your resolutions going and have the resolve to continue them all the way through until the end of the year, then you have a real resolution. It's not just some goal that you hit and magically vanishes. It's a way of life. It's a change. And you're not going to get it right. You thought you should be going to the gym every, every week or three times a week or whatever. Well, what if you get to March and you're like, this is stupid. I should not be going to the gym. I should be riding my bike through the park. That still wasn't working out for me. You know what I need to do? I need to be jogging. It's like, all right, well, go grab some running shoes. And at some point, you'll get it right for you. But the idea that you just going to write down something on a sheet of paper and say, yeah, I have it right. No, you're going to write it down. You're going to come back a week, two weeks later and be like, mm, I need to change something here. You're going to alter it and you're going to keep changing it. And it's going to change throughout the end of the year until whatever you resolve to do works out. That's how you do it. All right. Myth number nine. And let me know how you guys are doing with this. As I said, I'm on uh, kicking it out to Instagram, YouTube and Facebook here. Shout out to the Facebook community. I like Facebook. Not as much nonsense out there. Especially uh, if you actually know how to manage your privacy settings. Once again, sorry for the sniffles. I think I was around some bullshit, some nonsense earlier, and I am allergic to bullshit. All right. Myth number nine. The secret is out there. This is a big one. There is no secret that's just sitting out there waiting on somebody to figure out. There is... There are tips, there are tricks, there are special things you can do. And yes, there are, in fact, pieces of information and ways of doing things that are withheld. But if we're talking about a secret, the way people think about it, like if you know this one thing, you'll be able to drastically change your life for the better. 
a lot of times you're just getting sold on something. You're just getting sold a bill of goods. You're getting sold a, a cheap product. You're getting involved in some get it quick scheme where that get money quick or get results fast. You should get results fast, but what, when someone's selling you on results, they usually try to sell you off with some nonsense. And they usually base it around a secret where I know something you don't know. Um, is there some secret gym formula? It's like, well, you got to figure out what works for you, but I don't think some, some guy in the gym is, I'm going to walk in. He's going to say, you know what? If you wear these socks and you get here at exactly, you know, 4 a.m. and you eat two muffins and do this, you'll, you'll, you'll lose weight. It's like, oh, really? That's the secret. It's like, yes, yeah, secret. It's like, get the hell out of my face. It's not a secret. Nobody's got secrets like that. The secret is that you need to get some resolve and figure this stuff out. Whatever works for you is going to work for you. All right. Myth number 10. You're going to like it. Um, they make a lot of stink about actually liking improving. And you need to reframe your idea of what like is. A lot of people think when they say they like something, that means they enjoy it. And this is a weird one. It's like, do people really enjoy going to the gym and getting sweaty? That actual act? I mean, I know a lot of people respect the challenge. I played flag football and then I did band. I was in karate for a little while. A lot of these things I didn't enjoy, but, and this is a hard one here because when people say, well, nobody really enjoys, because I do enjoy the challenge. I enjoy pushing myself. I enjoy figuring out how I'm going to grow with these things, how I'm going to learn more and how I'm going to get Who likes doing homework? It's like, well, some people do like learning. Some people do enjoy, you know, hard work, labor, sweating. It's, but that's not the point. The point is, you're not going to enjoy it in the same way that you enjoy buying a, uh, buying an ice cream cone. It's a different kind of enjoyment. And I don't have a word for it because whatever word I have for it is not going to be the word you have for it. Maybe you want to be fulfilled. You know, maybe you want meaning. Maybe you want respect. Maybe these are other factors that make sense for your resolutions. If you resolved to keep your family together this year, the things you do aren't necessarily aren't necessarily going to be enjoyable. You may have to get up earlier to, you know, set the mood of the house first, you know, make sure that the TV's not on, everything is clean, everybody's ready. That may be your task. You may not, quote unquote, enjoy what you're doing, but you should take pride in it. You should be content with doing what you're doing. So this idea of liking needs to change. And this is a much, much deeper discussion that I'm not going to get into here, but whatever you're being sold when someone runs up to you with their $32 planner and their, you know, fancy 
New Year's resolutions, plans or whatever. Usually it's a bunch of nonsense, just trying to get you energized and hyped up. Like one of those motivation videos that just says, just do it. You got to get up in the morning and work hard. God loves you. And yeah, okay. But you need to accept there's going to be some difficulties and challenges here. And if any of this doesn't make any sense, make sure you throw, throw me a comment or send me a message. If you're not on my mailing list, I'm going to be mailing these out. So you'll be able to read them there. And of course, I'll have it on the podcast later. All right. Myth number 11. We're only doing 12 of these, so I'm almost through. Myth number 11. Everything will happen all at once. People get this idea that because we've been sold so much growing up, we've been sold like, hey, you put something in the microwave and you can pop it out in a minute. It'll be great. You go to the store, buy buy whatever you need, your food, and it comes right away. You know, you order something from Amazon, you can get it same day just for a small fee. It's like, this is, this is pretty amazing stuff. And people have taken that idea and making it, and they've made it to where they feel like they're getting the same thing with, they should get the same things with their lives. Like, well, hey, if I want a six pack, I should get it pretty instantly. It's like, ah, not so much. Because even if you do have some sort of surgery or whatever, and you get the six pack you want, it's not going to, it's not you. It's just, it's just an alteration. You know, some people say, well, if I just put on these fancy clothes, then I'll be part of this club. And it's like, not, not really. It's going to be hard for you to be part of that club just by putting on the clothes that they wear. When you go to the, you're not a part of the army just because you get to wear a uniform. You get to wear a camouflage and have your name, you know, your name badge and everything. That doesn't make you part of the army. You got to go through work. You got to change. You got to, you got to <laughs> done been injured in boot camp at some point, you know, dislocated something. It's, it's going to take some work. And when it, thing about work is it doesn't happen all at once. And we've got this idea that it does. Now, sometimes when we're thinking about things, something traumatic may happen or something Something may build up, right? Where it just seems like it happens all at once. Where suddenly, suddenly and maybe, I don't know if any of you have children, but if a kid has been drinking out of a juice cup, I mean, if a kid has been drinking out of a bottle and suddenly they don't want the bottle anymore, they want the cup. They're like, oh, suddenly they want the cup. What happened? I don't know. He didn't want the cup. He was drinking the bottle. And one day that kid just decided to drink the cup. Or one day kid just decides, you know what? I'm going to take shower from now on. No more baths. You know, sometimes kids decide this, sometimes parents decide, whatever. But a lot of times, you know, the change that we're talking about inflicting upon ourselves, and yes, I said inflicting, it doesn't happen all at once. There's usually a process where you have to slowly start adjusting things. You have to, even if you do something for an entire month, does it change your personality? So it switches over very appropriately, not very quickly, but appropriately. Like you actually are changed, not that you're just doing the things that make you look like you've changed. And that's 
And maybe that's why a year is a good amount of time to have a resolution. Because to really solidify this thing that you call change, you need to be doing it for more than a week, more than a month, more than a quarter of the year. You need to make it a way of life. So if it does, if something does happen all at once, like, like, let's say, I don't know, let's say you're smoking and, you know, you cough up some, you cough up some, some black phlegm with a little blood attached to it and maybe some chunks of flesh from your lungs. You're like, did I just cough that up? Well, what the hell is that? That may scare you enough to stop you and, and change happens all at once. Yes, sure. But even then, you probably saw warning signs leading up to that point, and you just decided to make the decision at that moment. So whatever happens usually doesn't happen all at once. If it does, take the energy and ride with it. But if it doesn't, keep at it. Um, what we're looking for is small incremental changes. And last one, and I'll be done for this day. Myth number 12, it'll all be over at some point. Whatever you're going through, that's part of you. It happens. It, whatever was happening to you, sorry, whatever's happening to you, whatever is happening, what's been going on, this idea that if you have a resolution, suddenly things are going to be over. Like, let's say you have a resolution to, I'm going to become the type of person that gets full respect at the office because you've been getting disrespected at the office, let's just say, for example. They've been disrespecting you. You came from another team. They moved you into this team, and this team works differently. So while you were quiet and trying to figure things out, they started disrespecting you. This year, you say, hey, I'm going to get more respect in the office. I'm going to become the type of person that is respected. This is my resolve. And you think once you hit that certain point, it'll be all over one day. No, you could be doing just great. You could be getting all the respect you want, and you're like, wow, I'm finally standing up for myself. This is awesome. I can relax. It's all over. And then some person in the grocery store disrespects you, and now you're like, you're tr now you're triggered. You're having flashbacks to work, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's like I'm at work again. Someone's trying to disrespect me. Who is this guy? It'll never be over. Bec well, in this situation, being over was trying to think that no, you'll never be disrespected again. Well, if that bothered you before, it'll just bother you again, unless you address the fact that you've been bothered or you're being bothered or can be bothered. But in general, these things don't tend to leave us. We tend to outgrow them, if that makes any sense. Like, did you actually get better? I mean, did you actually have problems with something as a child and then? You completely outgrew it. That can happen. But those parts of you still exist. And maybe somebody can trigger it in another way. Point is, a lot of this, a lot of what we think is uh, holding us back or what we are and what we're trying to grow out of, it doesn't completely leave. It just, we just get better. So a lot of people get very troubled. Like if they haven't had, if they haven't had, um, you know, they've been working on their weight, let's say. Everyone loves talking about weight during the new year. You know, they've been doing good with food. They haven't been eating like a fat pig. They stopped going to all these 
restaurants, and then they're out late one night and they're like, man, all the the grocery store is closed. It's late. I got to get home. Then you get a then you get a text from from somebody at, at your house saying, "Hey, listen, don't worry about picking up food. We got some pizza." That's the last thing you want. But when you get home and you open up that door and you smell that pizza, your old self, who may have been may or may not have been a fat ass, just sits back and smells that pizza and is like, "God, dog it! That smells delicious." So suddenly you backslide. You start gobbling up pizza. You've got the cheese-filled crust. You start dipping the cheese-filled crust in the garlic sauce. You take out some Coca-Cola. You start just you start just tearing it up. And then somebody walks by with a box of cookies. It's like, hey, you want a cookie? You're like, yes. It's not over. It's usually not always over. We just get better at it. That's what I'm saying. So, yes, you can control your cravings. Yes, you can control all these things. But is it over? Shrug. It doesn't have to be. It might be. For all intents and purposes, it might be. Or it might not be. It doesn't matter. Don't get in. Don't get too too worried about whether something is or isn't completely gone. Just worry about that you're making improvement. So, those are the myths. Those are the things that hold people back. Um, be sure that you're following along on, on Facebook or wherever you like to connect. I'll be on here some, some days of the week so in the afternoon. I'm going to keep trying to do these. So let's just go over them again. Uh, really quick one, you actually want to change Two, myth. Number two, you want, people want you to grow. Myth number three, resolutions are goals. False. Myth number four, the machine loves you. Myth number five, one size fits all. Myth number six, smart goals are smart for you. Myth number seven, January is special. Myth number eight, you'll get it right. Myth number nine, the secret is out there. Myth number 10, you're going to like it. Myth number 11, everything will happen all at once. And myth number 12, it'll all be over one day. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the things, the thoughts, the ideas to watch out for, the myths that you should be be looking to circumvent to get around. In your in your search for strong resolutions and a strong 2024, uh, going to be keeping on this tr- on this train in the next couple of days. Got more to talk about in terms of resolutions. No one's talking about resolutions this year, so I'm going to keep talking about them. I'm going to make sure that I'm doing what I can do. And if you're if you're trying to grow with that, please leave a comment. Um, check my website for the for the email, et cetera, et cetera. And that's going to do it for this one. I am Mr. Benja with Creativity Threads Life. Be sure to check this out on your favorite podcast stream, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else. Peace.